0: Chess. 2-2. In a flash, the scene has changed. Shades of red on this blue, blue day.
1: Renee!
0: game episode of With Manchester United versus Barcelona the lineups have just come out um, the way we're gonna do this episode today is Matt and I are gonna talk a little bit about the lineups and preview the game a little bit since we didn't have the chance to do that this weekend and then after the game we're gonna give you our reaction go over what uh, we think went wrong or what went right uh, you know just review the match as it happens or as it happened and uh, yeah so lineup is out And the big eye-catcher is Phil Jones, Chris Smalling, and Lindelof all in the lineup, as well as Ashley Young.
1: Hey, he's going something weird, man.
0: And I kind of... Everyone thinks it's a back four. I kind of think it may be a 3-5-2 or a 3-4-3 eventually. I think Ashley Young may just end up as a permanent winger, which is also not good because he's been been really bad crossing the ball, which is what you need from a winger. Really bad. And... uh, But... The bright spot: Lingard, Rashford, Martial, all back and healthy again.
1: Yeah. Also, well,
0: they're Ho- starting. Uh, they're starting. <laughs> you
1: know, but we'll see. I guess.
0: Um, and then also Fred and McTominay back in. They the have field it as a
1: four-three-one-two. Yeah, on, on this the one app I have.
0: Yeah, on the. Uh, oh my the God, FOT Phil Joseph right
1: back terrifies me. Yeah.
0: Jesus, man, but, God. You know, when he first came to the club, there was argument over whether that was his best position or not. Because he was playing so
1: well. Yeah, under, I don't care under about Alex that. Ferguson, I, I was like, gonna so. say I don't care about that. Yeah. A billion managers later, and here we go. No, um, yeah. but uh, what I think what's really gonna set the tempo
0: today is the midfield. Um, yeah. Because if, if Barcelona dominate like they usually do at home, I, I'd rather have McTominay and Fred defending than Nemanja Matic.
1: Yeah, just because I think he's he's tired, man. He's getting old. Yeah. It's every game feels like it wears on him, you know. So. <clears throat> I think he'd be all right coming off the bench. Yeah. His legs definitely look a bit heavy. Maybe he'll be better if if we can get,
0: you know, a two-goal lead. uh, Bring him on late to just add bodies at the back. Because, well, actually, no, I'd rather not do that. (laughs) (laughs) Looking at the, let's see who the subs are. It's like Alexis.
1: I think I'd rather bring on
0: Andres Pereira to defend against Barcelona just because he's quicker. I mean, he, he doesn't have as much... Yo, I don't want to see Lukaku
1: but... in this game, straight up. Unless we're up, yeah. like, two goals and, like, someone gets hurt and then we have to put him in. Okay, fine. But I don't or want him if, on the pitch. If we
0: start having to play the long ball late, trying to get that last late goal, I'd rather put him in. Than yeah, somebody... but he's not
1: even good at that. Like, yeah. the, like you know? Yeah, like... Who
0: else is, though? Alexis Sanchez? Maybe bring on Juan Mata, because he can play in those long balls, but he hasn't been playing that well lately, either. Well, if we get a free kick, I don't care when
1: it is, you just sub yeah, out, bring on bring on Juan Mata, bring on Juan Mata, and put it put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. So, h- how confident do you feel about this game today, Matt? <sighs> it's kind of weird, man, because, like, not, like, overconfident, but I'm confident we can do something. I yep. think we can get a result, whether that be a draw or a win,
0: you Yeah, know? The, the fact that we only lost 1-0 at home is a bit encouraging. But see which is seeing, weird
1: because we shouldn't be saying that as United fans, yeah. right? Well, well it's because of what happened in Paris.
0: I mean, yeah, that's fair. Two goals down, we come back and it's 3-1. Yeah. So, that's so fair. I think what's really scary though, <laughs> is, because if you look at the Lyon tie, they, they drew Barcelona drew 0-0 at Lyon, and then they came back and it was a really close game for a while and then Barca just broke it in the second half.
1: We're also not Lyon. Yeah, but our, Leon arguably,
0: arguably have a better defense than we do.
1: Arguably, but I I don't know. It's it just depends on what team wants to show up. Depends on if all of those players want to go out there and act like a leader, or if just a couple of them do. You know, it's those kinds of things. Weird things happen in sports. I don't think it'd be that crazy for us to beat them. Especially with like what, we ha- what happened at PSG. You know like it's it's doable you know like but barca is a very good team the camp is huge Uh, really huge and i I think
0: that'll definitely play a big part with 90,000 barcelona fans
1: yeah but i don't know sometimes that just feeds into the energy of the away team yeah you know
0: kind of happened in paris well yeah Lukaku kind of quickly silenced them a little yeah. bit, but when they got that goal, they were roaring again. You know, we yeah. had a, we had to fight back.
1: Yeah, and we did. Yeah, and we can. It just depends on what team wants to show up. Because it's, it's so weird. Because like, like the West Ham game was really weird, right? Like, I actually did get to watch it. I wasn't originally, but yeah. the I, arts festival got canceled, and I went home at like eight a.m. I got so, to watch the first half and the last ten minutes. I pretty much watched it, but I was doing other things, so I just, nah, but I went in at, like, 5.30 and then waited on our manager to come get us, like, five, four, and I got there at, like, 5.45, and then I left at 8, and I was like, I totally forgot that United were playing, because I already put it in my head that I wasn't going to be able to watch it, yeah. and then I was like, oh, wait, hey, we're playing today. <laughs> yeah, you got That's, time for a nap before. Yeah. <laughs> I did not nap. I did uh, not sleep. No, nah, once I'm awake, I'm awake. It kind of sucks. But it, as long as we don't play like that, yeah, it seems like we can play up for the big games. But like the little games are, which I'm glad this is something that we realize now, and it just goes to show that every game is as a big game, especially in the Premier League. Yeah, I,
0: I think the injuries really bit into us hard, and it's hard to carry that momentum of the PSG win back to the Premier League because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a month between Champions League games.
1: Also, so many people were hurt. <laughs> yeah. So
0: many people were but hurt. When, when they, they all tried to come back at one time, and it just didn't work against yeah. Arsenal. And then, uh, Wolves. We'll... okay, sure. so... But
1: I will not give you a score prediction before okay. you even okay. ask, and right. I will not do it. <laughs> um,
0: Barcelona's lineup, pretty much the same except for one change. Sergio Roberto is starting instead of Samedo. So, it gives them a little bit more in the passing game, but uh, definitely takes away from their speed. Uh, not to say Sergio Roberto isn't fast, but he's definitely not Semedo fast.
1: I'm kind of worried about the refs in this game. Hmm. And maybe this is something we're not worried about, usually. Like, I don't know, with with all the flopping that, that happened last guard game. That
0: I was talking about the lineup, but then he got straight to the refs.
1: Sorry, sorry, <laughs> my bad. I had to get the thought out. But, but, yeah, but yeah, I
0: agree. Um, I,
1: I don't watch Barcelona besides like if they are in the Champions League and I feel like <sighs> sorry I didn't mean to cut you off Colin yeah. but their lineup kind of speaks for itself right like you yeah. have Lionel Messi like, it, like I it's hate good. Suarez <laughs> but freaking um, racist that guy sucks I, I think you're
0: right though in the because at the Old Trafford game the referee's decisions kind of set the tone in favor of United mm-hmm. in a sense because we were getting calls in midfield which we weren't getting against PSG in the first leg so we were able to create possession and you know create a few chances. None of them ended up being a shot on goal. But for most of the game, we looked like the team more likely to score than Barcelona.
1: I think that's the thing that concerns me most is the refs because we don't know how they can affect the game, and because that's huge. You know, yeah. like the way that the refs had been in the Champions League, like like we still remember at PSG when uh, God, what's the kid's name pulled Rashford down? Kempembe. Yeah. Kempembe pulled Rashford down. And, man, I was so mad. I was so mad. So, I hope nothing, like, affects... I hope nothing affects dude, a game though. like that. Like,
0: like Rashford's our dude. Like, the United fans have seen him grow up from, like, a young boy to now he's one of the, you know, arguably one of the best strikers in the Premier League. Yeah. Maybe not, like, a top three striker in the Premier League. but At, at least right now. Yeah, he's... But this is, him. like,
1: his breakout season. He's like, had he's a, had a couple a seasons style, where he, like... Yeah. From January to
0: March, he was one of the best strikers in the Premier
1: League. For sure. For sure. And a lot of people might not agree with that. But I think, Mm -hmm. like, and a lot of people wouldn't say this is his breakout season. But, like, after the season where he had his debuts, that's a big season for him. But this Mm -hmm. is where he actually has, like...
0: He's grown up. It's
1: not like he just comes in as, like, a sub and can do something, maybe. It's like he came in and we expect that of him now because Mm -hmm. of what he delivers to us. And he's earning the shirt. Because he was even yeah. the number ten shirt at the yeah. beginning of the season by Jose,
0: and you know don't, Jose Jose, you Jose didn't curse
1: on this podcast, Colin. Sorry, I was gonna say Jose didn't really get him. There you did it again. <laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm sorry. No. <laughs>
0: but I don't, I don't know. It would be nice not only for Man United to get through and see Rashford like lead that, but stepping up and taking that penalty in PSG was kind of like.
1: The Nads, dude.
0: Yeah. This dude had it, man. It's he like was ready. justification that he's as good as we all know he is. Yeah. You know, because under he should not be named, he didn't really get that chance. And <laughs> we also didn't play the kind of football that would allow him to grow, you know, as a striker. For sure. And I, I just, I want to see that more in Europe. I think this team needs European experience before it can actually win in Europe. And what better way to do
1: that than to play in as many games as possible. So try mm-hmm. to win this one. And Fred McTomney did a really good job against Messi let's hope they can do that again yeah which man I don't know I don't want to say that they were just really good and Messi was just okay that game but like he did have that ankle tweak during the international break so I wonder if that affected that mm-hmm. you know I'm not really sure but I don't know I think that's all I got all right well we will be back
0: after the game uh to give you our reaction to the result. So when you're listening to this...
1: Hopefully we'll be yelling a lot. Yeah, hopefully we'll be happy
0: and not sad. You know, we've already done two episodes titled I Am So Sad. I Am Am So So Very, Very Very, Very Sad.
1: So sad! (laughs) Thank you. So I I guess
0: if we lose again, that'll be the title of this one. All right.
1: Uh, No, it'll be (laughs) be like Barcelona, we hate you, please die. (laughs) (laughs) All All right, right. (laughs) anyways. All right, we'll see you guys later. Yo, fuck Ashley Young, dude. <laughs> well, welcome back to the Busby
0: Bay podcast. Uh, me and Matt are joined by Camden again. i to keep it clean, but I can't
1: yeah. anymore. Uh, I can't.
0: As you can tell, things have drastically changed since the first ten minutes of this episode. Uh, FC Barcelona putting on a clinic through uh, one Lionel Messi, uh, getting two goals. Uh, after a pretty promising spell from United, uh, Rashford had a chance to hit the crossbar in the first minute. Um... But it was pretty much all downhill from there. Uh, through Messi, they were able to really take control of possession. Artur had a really, really, really good game. And, uh, yeah, Barcelona are through. 4-0 on aggregate. And will probably play Liverpool. So, thoughts on the match? Who wants to go first? Well, I guess Matt went first. <laughs> Would <laughs> no, you like le- to elaborate <laughs> on, on your no, statement? No, let
1: camera go. I'll have my, I'll have my Sure. Uh,
2: yeah, so I am... Thanks for having me on again. Yeah. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at CGZINSOU,
0: yeah. CGZINSOU. So. <laughs> He'll be following the Champions League for the rest of the season. So, you, if you want Champions you League, you best coverage. believe I will be.
2: <laughs> so, I mean, aside from the first five to seven minutes when United really had a toll and were on the front foot, after that, it was it reminded me a lot of the 2009 Champions League final where United were all over Barcelona in the first mm-hmm. 10 minutes. And then Samuel Eto scored, and then it was all downhill from there. I very much feel like it was the first 10 minutes United had Barcelona pinned. Barcelona was kind of nervous, but then they settled a little bit, and then as soon as Messi got that first goal... You just see kind of air deflate a little bit. And especially after the second goal, I mean, what a howler by De Gea. Yeah,
0: it was a World Cup throwback from David De Gea. Yeah. He, was, he was in Spain form. But I think whenever he plays in Spain or for Spain, he's just not good. Yeah, That's, yeah. So at least that might mean Real Madrid won't take him this summer. Uh, maybe, yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, that'd be good for you all, yeah. yeah. But, uh, and then... You know, the third goal by Coutinho, you know, uh, one of his classic That's something we've
0: seen a lot at Liverpool. Right. You
2: know? And at Barcelona, he scored quite a few goals in mm-hmm. doing that same cut in from the cut in from the left onto his right foot and then curl it into the corner. That was a great goal. Um, all three of Barcelona goals came from outside the box. Mm-hmm. And so I think United spent a lot of the time when Barcelona got, Barcelona got into the last third. Preventing the penetration inside the box, but then again, that means that players are left open to shoot freely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we saw them get punished. Repeatedly and to be by fair, that.
1: like Messi had like a nutmeg on Fred, and a lot of people were like talking smack on Fred and on Phil Jones. And, and on he Phil had Jones, like five but, like, nutmegs. It yeah. was classic. oh, oh Messi. Well, on, on Phil Jones that makes sense, but like <laughs> but I mean. I I'm not mad at Fred for that goal because it's not like it's just an error on his part. It's just a better play by Messi. Well, actually, Young Gift was the one Messi. who gave the ball away. Right? <laughs> like, oh, it was.
0: Yeah. Fred was sprinting God, over to try and don't give say help. Say his and name. God. He who must not be named. <laughs> well, we already have that. It's Jose
2: Mourinho. Yeah. Colin, we talked about this.
1: <laughs> no, it's. You know,
2: I always thought about you know, in the first leg, Ashley Young had eleven attempted crosses and zero
0: successful ones. Yeah. I feel like he had a very similar percentage today. Yeah, definitely not better on the left than he was on the right. He's uh, already
1: horrible on the right. And we just we really miss Luke Shaw. There's times where Ashley Young will stop with the ball and looks looks around, like like that Messi goal. He does this like he tries to pass it behind his back and flip to his other foot. And it doesn't work because you're slow, you know, like it just, it just doesn't work. And especially against Barcelona when they were pressing so well, like we, we can't do anything against that.
0: That's the kind of defensive play you really can't risk against Barcelona when you go with essentially three center backs on the pitch, like Lindelof played Mm -hmm. mostly on the right. But when you go with those three center backs, the obvious tactic there is to try and stuff them in the box. So if you're not gonna give them that space, then you definitely cannot give the ball away right in the area around the eighteen yard box where they have people like Messi who can curl them in.
1: I, I love LA and I want him to stay here for, forever. Right? Just from like what we felt if as long as he can be successful, but I just I don't understand through all the minds that are in that club and that are running and putting out the team sheet with Phelan and Carrick and McKenna mm-hmm. and, and Ole, I don't understand what they see in Ashley Young. He must train like a monster. All right. Like, that's, that's my thing. He must train like a monster or prove something. I don't understand why he's the captain. I just really don't. He's shocking, man.
0: For this game, I think a lot of it was down to Luke Shaw is out and they don't really have other fullbacks. I don't think they would risk putting Marcus Raho in at left back in a game like this. Maybe uh, Chris – Chris Smalling, Phil Jones, Victor Lindelof. If one of them was going to play fullback, you'd have to put them at right back, and that's what he did. We don't really have another left back unless we bring up someone from the Youth Academy or recall you're, someone. You're not wrong
1: about that at all. Like, but I, I, just... I just
0: don't... It's, I don't think it's that he wants Ashley Young to play every game. I think he really doesn't have any options because all I. I'm talking about the captaincy. Oh, we were okay. talking about this earlier. Fine. The captaincy
1: yeah. is what bothers me. Like, I, yeah, okay. As far as. But like, that's not another decision right that personnel. wasn't really
0: Mourinho because he came into a squad that already had a captain set at the beginning of the season. So mm-hmm. I think he wasn't really trying to change that because he said when he got here Antonio Valencia was going to be captain whenever he's on the pitch, and then vice captain Ashley Young would be captain whenever Valencia is not on the pitch.
1: If it's the same way next season, I'll believe you.
0: Okay. I'll be like, all right, all right, you're, yeah. you're completely right. Well, but, Solskjaer will have a summer to you know, bring in, hopefully, more people that he wants, and he says he's looking to make about six squad changes. So hopefully we'll see some of that, because I want him to get a team that he's able to build himself.
1: And he's- I was actually worried about Fred for a while when he was playing, when we saw him play, because he didn't seem to settle in. I was worried about McTominay the same way. Mm-hmm. And I felt like they did what like, they could in the first game. In the second game, it's just I feel like experience just took over. Like Barcelona's just been in more Champions League games than the, yeah. than this team has. Like period.
0: Like and they've shown that they're really really good at home. Well yeah, the and, I mean,
1: <laughs> I mean, and they can add. They're at this point where they can add you know one or two players a year and they're fine. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but that like Coutinho. If they didn't get Coutinho, they get somebody else that's just as good. Welcome like, I don't Frankie know, De Jong
2: but... and hopefully Mateus Delik. new hero hero
0: status yeah Uh, the other big news of the day (laughs) IS knocking out Juve in Uh, turn
2: nothing made me happier to watch Cristiano Ronaldo go away (laughs) yeah it was brilliant you know uh, Bleacher Report put out a meme that's says Lionel Messi doesn't score in big Champions League games
0: yeah and it's it's brilliant and they put up another one a few minutes ago. Did you see it? Of the it was the Fast and the Furious ending where the cars go different oh, ways, yeah. and it was messy in the Champions League trophy <laughs> and then Ronaldo leaving. So yeah. I, Bleacher Report very adaptive to yeah, whatever's going on. Um,
2: yeah. So, to, but to begin the game, the lineups of the teams. You know, I thought Ole was very proactive in starting Jesse Lingard, mm-hmm. uh, Martial, and Marcus Rashford up front. That was exactly what I wanted them to do in the first leg. Mm-hmm. to test the the speed of Barcelona, but Valverde anticipated it brilliantly. You know, aside from the first seven to ten minutes when Barcelona was just, like, I guess, kind of mm-hmm. waking up or, like, you know, what's up, guys? Like, sorry, like, we, we missed our alarm clock, like, but we're here now. Aside from that, you know, it's, like, again, like, they played deep when United, all, almost all of United chances, except for, like, that Alexis header.
0: Yeah, like, very near the end. Yeah,
2: they, they were all... F- Pretty, you know, from outside the box, mm-hmm. Tristegan made a lot of really comfortable saves. Mm-hmm. You never really felt like outside that beginning period of the match that Barcelona's defense was under a lot of pressure. And mm-hmm. then you could start to visibly see the United, especially the United midfielders, get frustrated, especially once it became 2 0 at the inability to knock Barcelona off the ball on a routine basis like they were able to in the first leg.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, especially Pogba, you know, he started very brightly and then
0: he yeah he was awful the rest of the game yeah he
2: he absolutely disappeared and
0: you know it's
2: you know it's his consistency it's, it's always been puzzling to me because he was consistently brilliant for Juve and I know he's been employed in, mm-hmm. in, in a different facet on the pitch you know Juve is com- compared to United but I'd be really interested to hear like you guys is like uh Analysis of like the tactical setup for all, from Ole and then how the players performed once. Yeah, I think we got um, into
0: the game. One thing I actually said in the first when Matt and I recorded pregame game uh, was the one no- uh, notable change from Barcelona from the first league to this leg is Sergio Roberto started over Zamedo. Mm-hmm. and I noted that that kind of took away from the pace of the game for Barcelona, but his passing ability is much more suited to Barcelona's style than mm-hmm. Tomato's is. And then so, talk about the refs. Sorry, Colin. <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, Sergio Roberto definitely wasn't as impactful as Messi on the right-hand side, but the right-hand side, they were so comfortable oh, attacking yeah. Ashley Young. And I think Sergio Roberto kind of added to that comfortable mm-hmm. playing out from the back yeah. side of Barcelona's game. As, I- in terms of... Solskjaer's preparation. I'm really not sure what else he could have done. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, neither of us agree that Ashley Young should be playing. I think <laughs> three at the back and then put Dallow on the wing would have been a better. Yeah. Like, so. if you're going to commit to three center backs, then just have three at the back. Yeah. And yeah. have your. I, I
1: think you that know. Dallow's still a better. That's one of the things that frustrated me is that Dallow's got to be a better choice than Lindelof, like, at right back at that. Okay. Like, I, I love Victor Lindelof, but it should have been Jones on the bench. Or if you're gonna do the three, then do Joan Smalling, Lindelof, and then Dello on the right, and I guess Ashley Young on the left. Mm-hmm. But my my thing is, is that changing total philosophies, footballing philosophies, in the middle of the season is still not easy. And yeah. I think that like the PSG thing was was great, right? But I still feel like we're like catching up. You know, because of our endurance. I still don't think that as a team we're fit. Because you look, like, how many injuries did we have? A lot of that's got to be from fatigue. You know, like, I mean, some of them are footballing injuries. At least some injuries. of the muscle and, injuries, and, Exactly. Probably, like, that's yeah. got to be from be from fatigue. So it's, it's not easy to do what Ole's doing. And I know a lot of people... On Twitter, everybody's saying it was, we shouldn't have fired Jose. Please don't, like, get, dude, please don't like, get me started like, about those people. Okay. No, 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 no. That's like, all I'm going to say. The short-term
0: memory of some Man United fans is totally unbearable.
1: Oh, I've <laughs> seen people talking smack on Rashford and people talking smack on Herrera about, you know, the whole PSG thing. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not even going to go into that because I'll get mad. But the how sports fans are so fickle sometimes. And it's, it's, it's so sad to me because... It's 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 so frustrating. Like we call ourselves the biggest club in the world. Like have some pride. Like you know what I mean? Like if we want to like man, I don't know. I, I I mean, just it just makes me so mad how people are so fickle. I it agree, but so like,
0: I I think recognizing that as a team they do not have the quality to compete at the highest level in the Champions League yet. Yeah, we need to be able to do that. We need to be able to approach squad building realistically. That's Ed Woodward's job, you know. He needs to get on that. But Losing to Barcelona 3 0 at the new camp, if you had told somebody, you know, two weeks ago that that was going to happen in the second leg, most United fans would be like, Yeah, I could see that. It, it's not a huge shock. It's not an overwhelming loss. <laughs> you know, like, we we, we were, weren't even supposed to get this far. We were probably we going to lose anyway. To, we yeah.
1: were supposed to, quote unquote, lose to PSG. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> <PSG>. like. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, I have a note about that. Continue, though. <laughs> no, but I mean. Like, I, I'm not surprised. I really just wanted us to come out and compete. And I yeah. think that the demeanor at the camp is when they score goals, it's it's just hard to dig yourself back out. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, we started that PSG game on the front foot. If Rashford scores that goal at the beginning of the game, it's a very different game. Like, mm-hmm. demeanor. Like, mm-hmm. like, Barcelona might still win. But that the feeling of that game like i was mad i left i needed to go do yeah. something else I, I i just couldn't watch it. it i left right when uh messi tried to score the bike oh and rooney. i was like that was like i can't Brilliant. i can't do this i can't watch any of it i don't want to watch any of it it's just oh, too painful that was not far but, away no no it was a couple yards away yeah. and that's why i was like yeah no yeah. i can't do this it's too painful
0: yeah rooney would have scored it <laughs> <laughs> with his shin yeah with his shin <laughs> No, but um maybe not with his left shin. But.
1: <laughs> backwards too, like it's well, that's the point of the kick. No, I meant like it was it was like behind him and he had it yeah. anyways. No, but it doesn't surprise me that we lost. I wish we could have competed, but that just goes to show at this point when we do have without Anna Herrera, we almost need two midfield signings just to stay healthy and yeah. stay and fight for the rest of the season. You know, like and you put Matic in that game, he doesn't do anything for us. He's slow. Like, they pass right by him. I think that Fred McTominay... I think all of the choices that Ole made were pretty good choices besides Delo not playing. So, I completely agree with you in saying that, I mean, you're just overwhelmed. Like, yeah. there's not much we can do. There's too much experience for Barcelona. Like, it's Champions League experience, much less, you know, being at that level for so long. You know what I mean? Like, we haven't been at that level. Yeah, since Ferguson left, and shoot, since, we a, since, since the last time the Barcelona last time, beat us in the final, exactly. Uh, yeah, and it's just it's kind of sad. It's sad that it's that way, but I'm looking forward because, like I said, we weren't supposed to be here in the first place. Like yeah. you know, like that's what everybody and said. Like,
0: I, I think that we need to, like, fans are putting a lot of pressure on Ali. I feel like on you know online when they're dumb. talking to each other,
1: it's so dumb. But like,
0: this is not a team that he got to assemble. He he came in, and the thing he said was. All I'm here to do is to get people playing more confident and to get these players playing in a way that's comfortable to them. It
1: was getting the happiness back.
0: That is the caretaker-manager approach, and I would say it worked pretty well. Now, as the full-time manager, obviously he has more goals than that, but he has to have the chance to do it first. He has to have the chance to actually get the personnel he wants in. Yeah, you have if to he, give him money. If you're going to give him the permanent job, you need to give him the support of a permanent manager. And that's
1: the one thing I will always say about Jose is that when Jose signed that extension, surely Ed had to have given him some assurances that he was going to get and yeah, players. And, and, and I, think, I will say that yeah. about Jose, is that he did not get the players he wanted. Now, granted, did he still play shit football? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I still hated it. But I will give him the benefit of the doubt on that one thing, saying that he probably didn't get the players that he wanted to. Because Ed was being stingy.
0: Yeah. But. So...
2: I can't contribute much to that part. Yeah. I can't contribute <laughs> to Barcelona's side of things. Yeah. And so, Barcelona's tactical setup, I, it was pretty much the 11 I thought that Valverde would put out, except I thought Dembele would get the start because he did start at the weekend against Huesca and he played 66 minutes and he looked fine. And yeah. I've, and Coutinho has been such in a poor run of form pretty much all season. Uh, I think it was a, quite a big surprise when he was listed on the starting 11.
0: I think he needed this goal going into Liverpool too. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, he he left a team that he knew he wouldn't be able to play in the Champions League because he was uh, cup right. tied. But also, he had to watch Liverpool go to the final and lose to the Real. Sure, League.
2: and yeah, he'll have his opportunity with Barcelona this season. But I think you know his celebration after his goal told you everything you need to hear. He closed his eyes, he put his mm-hmm. fingers in his ears. You know, as you know, I'm not I'm not seeing and I'm not hearing, and I'm not listening to the doubters that I have. Mm-hmm. And he played really well tonight. He was. He played with confidence, which is something he hasn't been playing with much this season. He was being very direct with his dribbling. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had quite a few successful dribbles. He, you know, he had a couple of, like, the losing possessions and awkward touches that that he's had most of the season. But, you know, for the most part, he, he was great. He, he wanted to come inside to link up. He wasn't afraid to do so. He wasn't afraid to move beyond his position in order to get the ball and to make an impact. And I thought... You know, with his performance today, it made Barcelona's attack much more dangerous. And what I'll say about Sergio Roberto is that he doesn't have the pace. Uh, He doesn't have necessarily the attacking instinct, but he has the positional awareness of a Barcelona midfielder Mm -hmm. at right back. So he wasn't ever really caught out today. Um, He made a lot of really great runs in behind the defense, especially when Barcelona's controlling possession and making runs. He sees the empty space behind the left back, and he just goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we saw that get unlocked quite a few times, even if not, you know, it didn't directly lead to a goal. And and so Valverde, you know, pretty much just set up, like, come, in, co- come, at, come and get us, coming, and, you know. And yeah. players for Barcelona this season have always spoken about how assured they feel when out of possession, and that's not something Barcelona has ever been used to, at least, you know, since Guardiola, you know, mm-hmm. in 2008 took over. And so to hear players like Messi say that, or Rakitic, like, no, it's fine. Like, we can not have the ball. Of course, we prefer to have the ball. We prefer 40 pass buildups to goals. But, I mean, we're okay without the ball. And I think it showed over the course of these two legs. Barcelona, like Ter Mm -hmm. was only ever had one real chance in which he was troubled. And that was in the 85th minute of the second leg. Yeah. And so I think, I think that's credit to Valverde for his tactical approach and setup and the confidence he's instilled in organizing the side because Barcelona's still obviously capable of playing some fantastic, beautiful football. Mm-hmm. And we see that in spades and in a lot of different games, but he's also much more pragmatic and far less reckless than a Guardiola would be even though you know last week he wasn't, I don't know what he's doing last week. But yeah. you know, for the most part, you know it's he's not an ideologue in that manner. Yeah, you know whatever gets the job done. And I think yeah. you know what so, you were
1: saying to me earlier. I'm going to say this and I'll let you go. Uh, hmm. It when whenever we did have the ball, this is what you said earlier. I meant to say it, but I forgot. Uh, whenever we did have the ball, as soon as we got it, we felt like we had to shoot. There was only. I felt like the only time that we actually had the ball was, like, right before the end of the first half. Mm -hmm. And we actually had the ball for, like, a couple minutes. And I was like, wow, this is what it's like. (laughs) Because every single time we got the ball, we would shoot. And I felt like Rash had, like, shots that were closest. I don't know what Pogba was doing in the first half. Like, the the whole, the half half field. Yeah, the lob Uh, that he tried to send to Marcial
0: that ended up in the stands. Yeah, Yeah.
1: I I mean, there was a couple shots where I just didn't... I mean, I like that he takes those shots, but... or Not that one specifically. I like that he takes the chances, but I don't like the way he was taking the chances. Mm -hmm. Because he would use his left foot unnecessarily. Oh, He's good with both feet, but there were certain times where I felt like he didn't need to do some of the things that he did. And, like I said, as soon as we got the ball, we felt like we had to shoot. So it wasn't even like that we could put a ball into the box and then, like, y- use our team to get a goal. It was like, well, we're gonna put it in front of Rashford and then Rashford basically had a solo mission to try and score <laughs> it, and then it'd be Pogba to Martial to Pogba to McTominay back to Pogba and then he would shoot. Mm-hmm. You know, so we didn't have a whole lot of like, or we'd lose possession. Or we would lose possession. You know, we didn't have a whole lot of balls in the box going to, and th- and that's you know also Barcelona executing that but even if we were we just didn't look good even like we've seen us play better than that it, it was definitely a combination of barcelona being barcelona mm-hmm. and us just being like terrible like i just felt like a lot of the times we weren't good and yeah so i'll let you go call Sorry.
0: right um so cameron from the barcelona perspective how do you view this win for barcelona do you see it as like a quality win over an opponent that you know has worked their way up in the champions league or do you see this as kind of like job done onto the next one?
2: Uh, this is definitely quality win. I mean, the sheer you know history of both clubs. You know, this mm-hmm. is this quarter final is definitely and rightly so billed as like you know a titanic clash between two great clubs who have a long and storied European history. Mm-hmm. You know, like another Manchester
0: club, right? Ex-
2: absolutely, and God, I hate those guys. <laughs> and you know, uh, you know, not even counting the two finals. two finals but I mean you know right previously to that you know both teams had had a long and storied successful careers in the Champions League and so you know it it definitely was you know Barcelona fans were absolutely on edge you know especially coming away with just a 1-0 victory at Old Trafford there's every Mm -hmm. sense that you know it just takes a goal and then you know we're tied on aggregate and United are more than capable of scoring more than one goal and and so you know we're Barcelona fans are definitely on edge, and so this is definitely a quality win. By no means we're like oh, job done, <laughs> stepped over that minor hurdle, you know, on yeah. onto the next one. Like it was, we're very respectful and cognizant of the abilities of Manchester United, and especially the turn of form that the club for the most part has had ever since Ole took over, mm-hmm. and so.
0: Obviously, a bit of a rough patch, I think, we've five of our last six games. Have been five losses. out of your last yeah. seven. Or no, yeah, five, because yeah. we beat West Ham, technically. <laughs> um,
2: and So, the thing is, you know, I just... It, what's really frustrating me as an English-speaking person who follows Barcelona is, you know, almost all the press is always about other English-speaking teams. So, United, by far, gets the most you know coverage far more coverage than anything mm-hmm. Barcelona does. And so it was really frustrating to me in the build up hearing that oh United had a tough game against West Ham at the weekend while Barcelona rotated their entire team while completely ignoring that in the first like Manchester United had eight consecutive days of rest mm-hmm. and Barcelona had played 3 days prior essentially a like a a championship title game against Atletico de Madrid, you know, first mm-hmm. and second in the table. And you know, we got the job done you know and it, yeah. so, so things even out in the end and so you know whatever whatever you know kinds of like challenges United were put up against there's nothing that Barcelona hasn't also faced yeah. throughout the course of this season it just so happens you know we don't we didn't have uh, like a Trojan horse of a manager who was attempting to implode the club from the inside throughout most of the first half of the season, you know.
1: I thought yeah. we weren't talking about Jose. <laughs> I didn't say anyone's oh, look you're name. Saying saying <laughs> All right, my bad. That was me. Right. Uh,
0: so we are going to take a quick break here, and then when we come back, we're going to talk about Manchester United for the rest of the season. So uh, Cameron and Matt, stick around, and thanks for listening. We'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, Matt and Cameron still here. And we're going to talk about Manchester United for the rest of the season. Um, And I guess we'll talk a little bit at the end about uh, Barcelona playing Liverpool. We'll give Cameron the floor to talk a little bit about that. So Manchester (laughs) United back in action this coming Sunday against Everton uh, at Goodison Park. And then three days after that, on Wednesday, they play Manchester City in the... Last Manchester Derby of the season. And then three days after that, we play Chelsea, who we are currently in a very tight race with, uh, to get back into the top four. So,
1: Don't Chelsea play Liverpool? They already did. They They
0: lost 2-0 this weekend.
1: So they play City, then? No. No?
0: No. Tottenham play City. Uh,
1: That's what I'm thinking. Next week. Mm -hmm.
0: So, every chance in the world that we can you know, finish in the spot to secure Champions League football next season... Uh, we have a game in hand over Chelsea who, um, I'm not sure if they have another difficult game, but I think if we win, then we're ahead of them, but we are also three points behind Arsenal who are in fourth, or no, two points behind Arsenal in fourth and three points behind Tottenham in third. These are all must win games. Mm -hmm. Um, Manchester city also in a game that's really pivotal for them because this weekend, Liverpool also play, but that Wednesday game is the game that they make up for their game in hand over Liverpool. Mm-hmm. They're currently, was it two points behind Liverpool, but they have a game in hand, so if they keep winning, they'll be a point ahead. So they need to win that game to win the Premier League and Chelsea title.
1: Chelsea and City are at Old Trafford. Yes. So we have that going for us. I think at bare minimum, we have to get a result at City. I think we'll beat Chelsea. I, don't, I mean, no game in the Premier League is easy, but I think mm-hmm. that that's going to be the easier of the two by far. Yeah. But I have to get a result from City. I have to get points. You know, because, to be honest, I hate to say this, but I think Tottenham would drop out of the top four before Arsenal would.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the run in form that, that Arsenal is in right now, especially. Um, I
1: hate it, because usually they just bottle it at the end of the season. It's like, oh, wow, you guys are, are actually kind of winning games?
0: Uh-oh, yeah. Right. Um, you know, in, in that same breath... Deli Ali and Delhi Ali and Harry Kane both out for the season.
1: Yeah, and I love Son, but I don't. That's a lot of pressure to put on that guy. I mean, yep. don't get me wrong; they have other players, but he's got to be like the best player. They well, have, well, I like, think
0: what he's going to do is he's going to try and sabotage this so that he can play Champions League football when he goes to Man United next season.
1: <laughs> Colin always has these bits. I don't know how often you <laughs> listen to us, but he always has these bits. He, yeah. Like every once in a while, when we talk about transfer news. He's like. Oh, we'll just like trade Ashley Young to Barcelona for like yeah. Lionel Messi, you know? Like it is well, like what? Oh. I mean,
0: clearly, Messi was just trying to show us what he's worth so he can up his transfer fee. He'll never
1: comes to leave that club. Or... True. Yeah. He'll never leave. They're gonna no. They're gonna bury well, him. Well, like at the there's camp a camp. really <laughs> interesting
2: thing about Son is that. He scored most of his goals this season with Harry Kane
0: out yeah, of when the line. play oh, yeah, striker. Yeah, yeah. 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 He, he's and he's dynamic and fluid
2: yeah. across the front line. He can play anywhere. He's ambidextrous, like a son. Dude, so- I'd oh, have yeah, him on guy. Barcelona in a second. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't
0: know if it was the same ankle, but Harry Kane Alt was out for two months with an right. ankle injury in January and February um, that he suffered against Man United uh, coincidentally, but. Now down the stretch because they play tomorrow against City in the you know the second, second leg of their goal. tie and Son gave them the one nil lead but mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are expecting City to bounce back. Uh,
1: I think that s- is going to crush their
0: demeanor. Hopefully, I, mean, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't.
2: No, well, I don't. It would take like a substantial loss. It would take like a four or five nil victory by City to crush yeah.
1: Tottenham. And I don't. I, I mean, without Harry Kane, though. They're already an injured, injured team, but
0: like, with. But with that back line, I just don't see Tottenham giving up five goals against City. All right. I mean, not five goals,
1: but I mean, no.
0: <laughs> but I just, yeah, I mean, am just saying they're going to yeah. be tired. For if, the rest if they of the lost two nil, that w- that would suck a, a lot. But also.
2: I mean, right to some degree, City have to chase the game, and so in that manner, I, yeah. Tottenham will have plenty of opportunities, I believe, on the counter to. Mm-hmm. to Which is a how goal. they won the first one, right? Where, and where where all they is need it? is one. It's at uh, the Etihad. head, yeah. And the, so the empty head. <laughs> so if you know Tottenham get one, then all of a sudden, you know, or City need three, and. Yeah and that's a very tall order.
0: And it looked like cuz they were definitely playing in a sort of anti-Guardiola style where they would counteract City's possession, but the problem also was that City couldn't get any p- meaningful possession yeah. after the first 20 minutes. De
2: Bruyne started on the bench. So did yeah. Leroy Sané, like two, Guardiola two, yeah. like everyone's been saying in the past week Guardiola outthought himself it's just again. That bad, bad now thing on I, mean. I think, you know, he absolutely did. He outthought himself and, you know, Pochettino is dude is a mean tactician. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's a reason why he's always getting linked yeah, in the way. Yeah, for them not
1: giving any money. Like, yeah. that guy can coach his ass off, dude. Like, yeah. Sure.
0: So, Tottenham in a rough spot, but with the potential to, you know, overcome uh, against City.
1: Man, it's going to be real hard to get top four, dude.
0: Yeah. Like... And, and I honestly, we haven't talked about this because we've been... You know, looking at the two big names on that schedule, but I don't think visiting Goodison Park is going to be no, easy for us either. No, it's going to dude. Everton always suck. have a really good atmosphere. Um, also, the last time we played them at Old Trafford was a really tough win for us.
2: Arsenal have an easy run in. Yeah, yeah, they have.
0: But we're we're going to have to be Palace,
1: Wolves. What the? Well, geez. well, we're
0: going to be betting on Chelsea and Tottenham. I think dropping out rather than Arsenal.
1: But wait, yeah. where's that Wolves game? The Wolves game is at Wolves. Okay. Don't. Fair okay, much. so don't count that game out because a lot of people. Because yep. we, we counted out Wolves and we paid for that. Well, I, right?
2: I did not count. They out. play Leicester away. <laughs> and I, then, no, I'm saying the team. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Arsenal have Brighton at home. And on match day 38, they have play away at Burnley. So three of their last five fixtures are away from. Yeah. From Arsenal. So. Okay, know, so. They have a very poor away record this
0: season. Mm -hmm. Even if the opponents that we face aren't necessarily the highest of quality, Manchester United still have to get goals on the board. And that's something we've not really been able to do over the last seven or so games. Uh, The 2-1 win over West Ham was down to two, I mean, albeit well-taken, penalties from Mm -hmm. Paul Pogba. Um, And then the other one, overcoming a Watford side that definitely didn't look up for it on the day. And Ollie had just been declared you know permanent manager mm-hmm. so united had that sort of boost going into the game as well how Still didn't
1: play great
0: just saying if, if someone's going to switch on i feel like it has to be martial or rashford
1: yeah 100% um
0: romelu lukaku is definitely in a position where he may be playing for his future at the club because it's not certain whether solskjaer sees him as somebody who fits his system or not
1: because he's just not quick enough and it's weird because i believe last season lukaku had the qu- quickest run yeah, he, time. He, he clocked I the say quickest against, sprint against yeah, Chelsea in the Premier Chelsea, League. Uh,
0: and, okay, yeah, that season.
1: No, but it's weird because yeah, he, It was a weird moment, but he fucking turned on the test. No, but he, uh, That's the second F-bomb. But he, uh, <laughs> well, time to download the editing software. Colin. <laughs> Anyways, no, he built up all this bulk for mm-hmm. the World Cup mm-hmm. and well, what the hell are you doing? Like you're in club now, like do something about it. Like we have all of these people with all of this money training this specific guy. How are you not telling him to watch what he eats and what he what he how he works out? You know well, what I mean? Like
0: I mean it's difficult when you're playing in between two teams at that time one of them's asking you to do one thing and the other's asking you to do another. That's fair. And especially in a World Cup year where you value what the national team is telling you to do so much more than you normally would, like, this year when there's nothing really going on. Also,
1: his strength isn't as big of a factor if he could stop the ball on his foot.
0: Like, or I he love could, Lukaku. Or, or if have, he
1: could convert headers. <laughs> yeah, like, dude, I love Lukaku. I have his shirt. Like, and I always, like, I enjoyed watching him play. But it's frustrating to watch him play when he he can't hold the ball up. Okay, He can't. Do you
0: do you see this as an opportunity for him to maybe get some playing time? Because, I mean, Martial, Rashford, and Lingard definitely established themselves as Solskjaer's favorite strikers in his early run. But, you know, everything's changed now. Mm-hmm. They're not in the same run of form. Do you think Lukaku gets that chance? And do you think this is an opportunity mean, that he could take? Because he's not always been great against big teams. As a start teams. or
1: coming in? Either. He doesn't start. For, okay. me. for me, he doesn't start. I don't think that... Even after all of what Rashford does, he's just been... Rashford, when when he who shall not be named, left the club, mm-hmm. and when Ole came in, you could just tell the way that Rash... He wasn't just running at people. He would run, stop, try to put the ball in the box. Like, he's doing these different things. He passes the ball into the net, past the keeper. Like, yeah. And this is over a matter of weeks, you know, when, when Ole came in. I don't know, I think... Marcial, like, he had a sickness at one point, and he got hurt. I think a lot of that has to do with fitness. I think mm-hmm. once this summer comes out, we'll really find out, like, what you can get out of these guys. But I, I do agree with you. I think that Lukaku's... I will say he's playing for his life, but I don't know if we sell him. Because, to be honest, I don't know who wants to buy him. Because, what, we bought him for $75 yeah, million.
0: I mean, we definitely won't get that
1: back. No. So... But, I mean, who, Unless he goes wants
0: to, to like Beijing or something, but that's, he doesn't want to do that. No, he's, he doesn't want to do that. He's twenty five years old and he's exactly. still, you know, exactly got but a really he, good career ahead exactly. of him. Exactly. And ideally. he still
1: has time to improve. I think Ole can still improve him because he's a striker himself. I just don't know if he will. Because it seems yeah. like like Lukaku is a big fan of Mourinho because Mourinho always played him and he had his side. You know, I and don't he know. kind
0: of fits that style. He
1: does. He does. is a big striker. number nine target man. Yeah. But, and tar- I don't have an issue. A lot of people say target man isn't what United do. No, we've done tons of d- different striker combinations and tactics over the years, especially with Sir Alex, but it's just the fact that Lukaku can't keep the ball at his feet. When he gets the ball passed to him, if we're going to be playing quick football, that ball is coming to you like this, right? Like, if you're going to sit here and try to stop the ball, but it bounces off your foot, you can't do that, we man. We saw a
0: couple of those moments uh today late on
1: i just man i hate it because i like the guy i just don't think that if he's not gonna let me word that better if he's not gonna improve on his touch Mm -hmm. then like he's he can't work here like it's not gonna work here man and i hate that but also i think that same thing with alexis you know like i don't think that he has enough time in the end of the season yeah. to really prove himself to see that he's worth keeping. That one's
0: a bit more obvious, though. Yeah, no, it is. It is. <laughs> also, can we talk about his mustache?
1: He has. A, Did you like, guys see that no, in I the game
0: today? He has this weird, like, oh, I saw that kind of like French style mustache that's like slightly faded, <laughs> like <laughs> all the way across the <laughs> <top> <laughs> <lip>. Yeah, <laughs> that's I, all I had to say about that. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, his cameo tonight
2: wasn't ineffective. No, it wasn't. He forced a very good save from Church Stegen, and he was pretty lively. Uh, he didn't get to see that much of the ball. Mm-hmm. I didn't actually notice when he came on the pitch. All of a sudden, I saw the ball at his feet. I was like, oh, Alexis, hello. Oh, good, nice to see you again. <laughs> Which, you know? his, his that work... guy was okay for us? <laughs> yeah, he was. And yeah. Alexis was an, a very effective player for Barcelona. Uh,
0: yeah. I don't know why we can't get him to play right wing well. Okay. Um,
1: I, I, Dude, it's got to be something in his contract, man. <laughs> like, He's not allowed to
0: play on the right one. No,
1: I'm serious. Like, I, why why no, haven't let's, we? Let's
0: do it then. Put him on the right and terminate his contract. And, uh,
1: <laughs> but I, his work ethic is good. Because if the ball is ever lost, he works hard to get it back. Granted, he just loses it again. But I think that he could still play football. But I just don't think it... It's the but, seven but shirt, But not dude. for 500,000 pounds a week. It's the seven shirt, dude. Yeah. It's that he couldn't deal with the pressure. Like that's just it gets to people. It's the curse, man. You're either a phenom or you're or you're trash. Like it's just the way it is. That's why Valencia got rid of it. That's why a lot of people got rid of it.
0: You to use that title for a profile piece on Alexis Sanchez. What? From phenom or trash. phenom from, or trash? From phenom to trash. <laughs> um so uh before we get into Fergie time, uh let's Talk a little bit about Barcelona. They'll probably be playing, you know, barring some miracle FC Porto comeback tomorrow, which, you know, fingers crossed. God, that'd be awesome! Uh, <laughs> God, that'd be so awesome! They'll, they'll probably be playing Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool in the UEFA Champions League semi final. Um, I guess talk a little bit about that, what you would expect to see, and how you rate Liverpool right now.
2: So, I think it's really interesting for Liverpool because, you know, they're fighting to win the EPL and. Mm-hmm. Simultaneously trying to get back to the final in the Champions League And I feel like, you know, a lot of Liverpool fans felt like they were gypped last year You know, especially with, uh, with Ramos, the Ramos on so- yeah. solid Challenge And the way how the, the game played out uh, And so, you know, they're, I'm sure they're anxious to get back uh, But I, you know, it's balancing those two and maintaining that level of fitness Which Jurgen Klopp's teams are renowned for their mm-hmm. boundless amounts of energy and so, what I, what I would anticipate for a possible semifinal matchup with Liverpool is a lot of the same things that concern me about Manchester United is the pace of the front three, if the mm-hmm. front three were Lingard, you know, Martial. How Barcelona and perform Rashford. off the ball. Yeah. yeah, exactly, because Liverpool are very quick in transition. And, you know, essentially what they love to do is, you know, get the ball to the front three as quickly as possible. Sadio Mane, Roberto Firmino, and uh, Mohamed Salah. And you know we've seen how dynamic they are over the past two years. Mm-hmm. You know, Salah scored that amazing goal against Chelsea at the weekend. Yeah. And and so I would be They move and they're so well synced in the way they move. Uh, in terms of the midfield, I would fully expect Barcelona to dominate midfield proceedings. Jordan Henderson is an excellent player. James Miller, excellent player, but James Miller is playing more right back these days. Anything mm-hmm. else? He's um, definitely
0: not as quick as he used to be, right?
2: And you and, know, I don't. Jordan Henderson doesn't necessarily have the positional awareness that the mm-hmm. Barcelona midfield players do.
0: And w- the way that Liverpool plays, it's almost on him always to be the de- the midfield anchor, whereas the mm-hmm. other two midfielders almost always have the freedom to go up, right? And well, play whether inter- it's with their interplay, Cato with the or Wijnaldum, yeah, or um, definitely attack-minded players, yeah, Fabinho,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, you know, the, and Klopp yeah. urges them to get forward, you know, and Van Dijk, you know, has been in. Is in contention for PFA Player of the Season. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had an amazing season. You know, Liverpool doesn't ever really look that trouble in defense with him back there. Uh, but then again, you know, they also won't have come up against a trident like Dembele, Coutinho, mm-hmm. Suarez, and
1: Messi. I think that whoever goes through that that semifinal will be is, is going to be the winner. I, I think you can when make, you make the argument got knocked out,
0: that, out, uh yeah, yeah, that's true. I think you can make the argument though that when Liverpool do come up against top European attacking talent, they've kind of struggled this season. So they didn't look great against Napoli in the group stage. Yeah. Uh, they almost blew that win at Anfield early against PSG when mm-hmm. you know Mbappe and Neymar finally started linking up and, and they got right back in the game. And then uh, Mbappe and Neymar beat them yeah. uh, at the Parc des Princes. So Liverpool definitely have vulnerabilities and it seems like those are vulnerabilities that Messi, Suarez, Coutinho... Dembele could
1: exploit
2: yeah and uh I mean you saw Messi tonight he was Messi was up for it you know his yeah. tail was in he's the air he's also
1: so unpredictable like you never like Messi can go wherever he wants on the pitch yeah. like he makes those things happen and that's why and he can
0: switch on at any moment exactly that's too. what I'm
1: saying like he he's unpredictable with he players like those like you can't you can't always prepare that's why like mm-hmm. we were we were watching the game earlier and I said you know I'm not that mad at the game right now because it's Lionel Messi. When he scores goals, granted the De Gea save wasn't good. But, like, <laughs> but I mean, Messi just does these things. You know what yeah. I mean? And against that I back mean, four, don't get me wrong, Van Dijk is good, but Messi will just run around that guy. I really think that Barcelona is going to have their way with Liverpool. Also, I really yeah, hope that <laughs> they do. <laughs> I really hope that they do. That would be fun to watch. Yeah, um, I just want to see him get kicked in the face.
0: Van Dijk's strength as a central defender, definitely his positional awareness and mm-hmm. his... his Ability to use his strength and his body to get the best of attackers, regardless of how quick they are. Mm-hmm. But I think we could maybe see the same kind of thing that Barcelona did tonight with you know taking advantage of them stacking the box and just let loose from range. Well,
2: so I think actually Luis Suarez has been unheralded, right? Everyone's going to point to the fact that he hasn't actually scored in the Champions League this season. Yeah. But, I mean, he's played just about every minute of every Champions League game. And he's been involved performing. in their other goals. He's been involved in the goals, but the only, the, not only that, he is a nightmare to play against if you're a central defender because he loves to body up. A, he's not afraid of the contact with central defenders. Yeah. You see, he backs into central defenders all the time. He is not afraid to get stuck in. But he also enjoys dropping deep and linking up with play and then turning and making a run. And, you know, like, so then it presents the dilemma for central defenders. Do we follow him as he goes and gets the ball or go, appears for the ball or like what kind of space are we actually marking because there's actually no one in front of us at the moment mm. um and you know if that happens often enough defenders are going to get frustrated especially if they're not putting a challenge in on right nothing nothing central defenders love more than to you know, get stuck in early and let an attacker know that like hey i'm going to be here all night baby like best watch out for me right and yeah. But like, right, Suarez isn't afraid of that. He'll go after the contact, right? He loves to wind up opposing players and the refs, as we saw tonight, you know, got a foolish yellow for no reason he didn't need to get. Um But he's very effective in his link-up play. He put in a, a couple really good crosses tonight. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's everything you want from a central uh forward, and not only that, I mean, he... Runs relentlessly as well, you know. He's always he's a hound. He he will chase down the ball always. He will always put defenders and the keeper so under pressure. Chopping at the bit. He to get is the chomping at the bit. Suarez goes out there. He's ready for a buffet, man. You know. So I.
1: God, that's. <laughs> I
0: would I would buffet, in, that was
2: good. I would anticipate a. Um, Whatever the first leg is, you know, another kg affair, kind of like the first leg between yeah. United and Barcelona. And I think and the
0: then, venues will definitely play a part. Like, if the first leg is at Anfield, second leg at New Camp, I think that definitely favors Barcelona. And,
2: and we see that, you know, the home and away advantage for the first leg matters less and less now.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you know, it even 10 years ago, it mattered a great deal who played home first and who played, and well, who played I, away. Well, I,
0: I say that because I think Barcelona are just clearly better at home. Like, you can't yeah. beat the yeah. new camp atmosphere, yeah. like, energetic. Like, you don't see that as often, and especially with Manchester United, the past few weeks. You know, Old Trafford's been electric, and they mm-hmm. haven't taken advantage of yeah. it, whereas Barcelona never pass up that opportunity.
2: Right. Um, I think a great thing, also, uh, about Barcelona is that they've essentially had the league sewn up, so... Mm-hmm. How they could Valverde rest, potentially Valverde yeah. rested ten players against Huesca The only first team player that started was Ter Stegen the keeper. And yeah. even then, I don't think he should have started. I would have put in Cillessen because yeah. Cillessen is the best backup goalkeeper in the world. He's amazing, yeah. um, and he'll probably leave this. Summer. Yeah, he,
0: well, he deserves to be a starter. He sometimes.
2: does. Like he's yeah. he's very good, and and so I think you know having the rest again but the problem is is like unlike united tonight i don't think liverpool is going to be that wasteful you know yeah you know if they if you give them three chances in the first 10 minutes they're going to score one or two of those at least mm-hmm. and so i barcelona can't come out as flat as they did the first 10 15 minutes mm-hmm. that they did tonight uh, otherwise they will be punished and rightly so i mean i i would be if we do end up playing Liverpool, I will definitely be the most uh, nervous I've been facing an attacking threat this entire season. Yeah. So that's 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 what I anticipate seeing if there is that semifinal, probable semifinal. Yeah. Now, if it's against Porto, I just like,
0: oh, well. Cool. <laughs> all right. <laughs> it's it's it on to the final. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> so. Um, all right. So, Fergie time. I didn't discuss this because I just came up with it like ten minutes ago. Uh, the Fergie time question for this episode: <laughs> Who wins the Champions League? Who is going to win? And who do I want? To? Who Who is going to win the Champions League? Matt, go 1st
1: be Barca, I guess. Yeah, that's actually who I predicted at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean
2: Barcelona. I, there's, I don't think. I think any one of City, Liverpool, and Barcelona can win, um, but I will take my chances with Barcelona, having been the only club of those three who have any recent Champions League success or players with that kind of success. Yeah. Um, you know, Rakitic scored in the final in 2015. Suarez scored in the final. Messi scored in two finals. He's played in three of them. Um, you know, PK has been around for decades like we have he's got
0: four Champions League medals cuz right. he has the one with Man United. Right. He didn't play in the final but he played in the, you know, games leading up of to course. it. Of course.
2: And so Barcelona has that championship pedigree and like they know what it's like to win mm-hmm. and you know that's something that at the final hurdle, you know, until you actually do it, right? That can get you stuck up again and again. Yeah. And it, this is also this tie for Barcelona is also very important because each of the past 3 seasons Barcelona has gone up at the quarter final stage. To mm-hmm. Atletico de Madrid, to Juventus, and then infamously to Roma last year when they blew a three goal advantage heading back to Roma, <laughs> and mm-hmm. so you know this is actually a pretty big step for us to make it to the semi final for the first time since we last won the Champions League, and without Real Madrid in the picture, and without Juventus. <laughs> oh, oh man, oh, uh, uh, seeing CR7 get his comeuppance and we'll never. Although he was ever arguably stopped.
0: Juve's only good player on the day.
2: Sure, even still, but even still, you know, he got a, a, you know, a whiny kind of yellow card at the end for sliding in on a player when, yeah. you know, he had no business going on that challenge. But, I mean, I just, you know, and, you know, extra legal things going on with him, you know. Hmm. Uh, yeah. hmm. Hmm. So, uh, no comment. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I'll Allegedly. I'll t- <laughs> Allegedly. <laughs> well, Juve's not going to America this season or this summer for a yeah. summer tour. Yeah,
0: well will they be touring to a country that extradites to the United States. <laughs> well, well, speaking though yeah. of Ajax, my pick for who will win the Champions League. Throwback to 1995, a group of young Dutch whippersnappers consisting oh, of want Clarence Seedorf, Edgar Davids, Patrick Kluivert, Edwin van der Sar. Before a nerd. they Oh yeah. before they go on their separate ways to the bigger clubs in Europe. They put together a fantastic season under one Louis van Gaal and won the UEFA Champions League. Yep.
1: <laughs>
0: I think they don't do it again. I think Tottenham's going to win. <laughs> Spurs. No, I, no I, I, I'm, I'm going to be an Ajax believer in Edwin van der Oh, UFC. I'm totally rooting I'm for Ajax. I-, I want them to win. I hope. think the way that Ajax uh, went into Turin and played with so much confidence mm-hmm. shows that they're much more than a Cinderella club. So, you mean Johan Cruyff FC? Huh? Johan Cruyff FC, not he's bad. not the, the director of football. No, uh, no, we, I met I met Edward Vandersar because he was the he's been on the board for the last eight years or so. He's helped build this team. But the legacy
2: of football, Johan Cruyff built both the cathedrals of Ajax and Barcelona. Well, really, Renus Michel. Did Barcelona well, finally on finish on that cathedral? United I <laughs> thought it was still being built. <laughs> Camp New is the cathedral. I though. meant the literal, yeah, cathedral. I know, yeah, but... yeah, yeah. 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 Ritz so. Notre Dame. Uh, yeah, my, oh yeah oh yeah I was gonna sign. say th- yeah. thoughts go out. Poor one out for our homies who didn't make it
1: yeah, yeah so, anyway <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> so that's it for this episode of the Busby Bay podcast uh, next time around uh, we're gonna try and get a preview up before the Everton game this weekend but if that doesn't happen we'll definitely do one before the Manchester City and Chelsea games and
1: happy early Easter to everybody who yeah. celebrates Easter who celebrates um, I get the day off, so that's cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I actually get to watch the game. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, they'll give us something to watch. Uh, yeah. All right. So, I've been
0: Colin, and I want to thank Cameron Zinsu again for joining us, uh, yeah. giving us the Barcelona perspective for two episodes now. And as always, Matthew Barnes.
1: All right, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. Appreciate
2: thanks it. for having me.